out of the 5th District of Ohio and Washington, D.C. It's Congressman Bob Ladaback on the show with us again today. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you today? I am doing great. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a little bit. It's been busy in Washington, D.C., and I know you guys are still struggling uh, with the minority, obviously, in the House of Representatives. But, uh, I mean, have things at least calmed down a little bit? Are you guys working on some? Uh, there's a lot of big bills coming out right now. It's just whether some of the big $6 trillion worth of spending from Joe Biden and the administration are actually going to go through. But where are things right now? Well, we all know that the administration, the Democrats, right off the bat, uh, pushed through a $1.9 trillion package, and they called it, quote-unquote, COVID relief. Yeah, you know, when you're talking about COVID relief, there's only 9% out of $1.9 trillion. The next question is, where's all the rest of the money going? And, of course, then they have their, quote-unquote, uh, infrastructure package. And if you really delve into it, only 6% of it's really for roads and bridges. And then you add a little bit more in there for the Corps of Engineers. When you look at locks and dams and things, you put infrastructure with uh, uh, broadband that takes you up to about 25%. So then you get 75% that's not really infrastructure at all. It's what they now classify anything and everything is infrastructure. And it uh, concerns me because, again, first of all, we don't have the money. So this is all money that's being spent that the American people don't have. We're going to have to pay this back. Somebody's going to have to pay it back at some point in time. And when the Democrats are talking about the administration of raising taxes on businesses out there, you know, under President Trump and the Republicans, when we had control of the House and the Senate, we got through the, you know, reforming our tax code so we could have that massive expansion of business and economic boom across the country. And when you look at it, you know, we were down to 3.5% unemployment rate, the biggest problem we had in the country. We couldn't find people to work. Yeah. And so, you know, when you go from the, probably the highest tax rate in the world down to 21%, now the president wants to take it to 28%. <laughs> and that would be higher than communist China. So, you know, we're going to drive businesses out of this country. They're going to, you know, kill our energy uh, in this country. You know, it took decades for us to get to the point where we were the number one natural gas producer in the world. We could outproduce uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia and oil production on any given day. And when you look at these numbers, what they want to do, they're going to put us back, you know, pretty much uh, where we were with Jimmy Carter, saying that we don't have any, any energy. They, he killed the Keystone XL. And we, and, uh, we know what happens with uh, cyber attacks. On our pipeline, especially when you only have a really single pipeline going up into New England. Yeah, that's a concern. Which, by the way, was Ohio affected by that pipeline? I know that was mostly on the East Coast, but did that affect the state of Ohio at all? Pretty much it was on the East Coast because where our refineries are, but now, like in Northwest, West Central Ohio, uh, the Democrat governor of uh, Michigan, uh, Whitmer, wants to uh, kill what we, what's called Line 5. It's a uh, uh, a line that runs from uh, Canada down through the upper uh, peninsula down to the lower uh, uh, Michigan and over to Canada. And, but that's how we get our, a lot of our oil that we run our refineries with. So this could affect tens of thousands of jobs. We're, we're telling, saying that she has no authority to do this. But with uh, the, uh, you know, who's in the White House and the former governor, uh, Granholm, who's now the Secretary of Energy, really worries us. And we, we, you know, these are the questions we brought up uh, when she was in the committee before us last week. Wow. 
It's unbelievable. There's so many directions that I want to go with with what you've talked about here. First off, I heard a piece of news, uh, it may have been last week, that Republicans were wanting to compromise with the Biden administration on this infrastructure package. It's really $2 trillion, uh, $6 trillion in total with what he's proposed between the families plan, between the infrastructure plan, between the last COVID bill, I mean, which, as you mentioned, we just don't have this money. But some Republicans wanting to compromise to still do an infrastructure package, but lower it from $1 trillion or from $2 trillion down to $1 trillion, which I'm not a fan of because, as you mentioned, we just don't have any of this money. It sounds like, I mean, it may go through, but I, I guess can we limit it as much as possible or at least cut some of it out? Or I mean, what's it going to look like by the end of this thing? Well, you know, and this is the problem because, again, uh, you know, for the uh, Biden administration, the Democrats, when they've come out with this $2.3 trillion uh, boondoggle, yeah. That uh, the, the first problem you run into is that, uh, okay, how are we going to pay for the roads and bridges? So that's why he says, oh, we're not going to raise the gas tax. What we're going to do is just, uh, you know, tax this horrible corporations. You know, and now just as we're getting back out of COVID and uh, businesses are out there all saying the same thing, we can't find people to work. And, uh, you know, we, one of my counties is back below 3% unemployment again. So I've got multiple counties below 4%. But you know, we just had uh, Peloton, the uh, exercise company, make an announcement this week here in Wood County that they're going to build their first United States production facility and they're going to employ over 2,100 people. Wow. So, you know, we we got great things happening, but if you want to kill this quickly, this is what's going to happen. Now, the Republicans, I know uh, I was in a deputy whip meeting uh, last week with and the um, Republican ranking member, if, if we were in control, he'd be the chairman of the, of the Transportation Committee. But, you know, they're putting together a package of about $400 billion, which paid for. I repeat that, it's paid for. Wow. <laughs> so, but, you know, the, the Biden administration, again, and the Democrats are talking about, you know, for Internet and broadband. Of course, I've been working on this issue for years. I'm the ranking member on that subcommittee in Energy and Commerce. But, you know, it was almost like an uh, being at an auction. They started at 60, then went to 80, then went to 100. They don't tell us how they're even going to spend it. And, uh, you know, we, we know we've got to get things out there. But one of the things I've said is you've got, before you put the roof on the house, you better have the foundation in. And uh, so I, I was in a meeting uh, yesterday virtually with the vice president. But, you know, I brought out that, you know, under the uh, Biden administration's plan, that's saying that we're going to get everybody up to 100 speeds over up to 100. There's one little snag with that. They're going to classify 58% of American households right now as un, unserved instead of underserved, which means it's going to affect a lot of our rural areas because, again, the more urban, suburban areas, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you'll be first in line to get that money. And it's going to be tough to get it out. And so, uh, you know, before you say, oh, we have to have these fast, massive speeds, why? You know, what, what? You know, it's just like at home. Why do you need something? And maybe you don't need it today and maybe you, know, you can upgrade tomorrow, but don't don't spend all this money today until you know what you need. Well, it's concerning. I've heard from different uh, smaller governments, you know, counties and different cities across the state of Kansas and nationwide about uh, some of the money coming in from the covid relief package and how they're I mean, the city of Wichita is getting one hundred million dollars. 
And they're like, we uh, for it's supposed to be for COVID relief. We've already spent everything on COVID relief. We don't know what to do with this money. We're going to do some infrastructure. We're going to repair some roads. We're going to do some stuff. But they want us to expand government agencies and departments. But when that funding runs out in 2023 or 2024, then we have to raise taxes to try and maintain what we've expanded. Is, is that kind of the goal here? Because it, it seems like with the money that's still left over from the COVID relief package, the government's just trying to find ways to spend it as opposed to actually utilizing it in a proper way. What you're, what you're, what you're making, you hit a very good point. What, you're, what the Democrats are trying to create is a dependency forever on the federal government. And I tell you, I, I harken back years ago uh, when I was a county commissioner here in Wood County in Northwest Ohio. You know, we have uh, an elected official or someone come into the office and say, hey, we, we were able to get a grant and we can bring somebody in for a year and it's all paid for. And I say, that's great. How are you going to pay for them next year? Yeah. And it's just like, well, we, we, we don't have the money. Right. And all of a sudden, if you say that we're just, if so, but what you're doing is you're, what the Democrats want to do is create a dependency forever into the future because it's like, oh, we've got this money. Well, we got to keep getting this money. We got to have more money. Wow. And but the problem with it is, they're not telling people how you're going to how it's going to get spent. And again, when we're seven trillion dollars in debt to foreign countries, when we you know we're going to be paying before this year even got started, eight hundred billion dollars in interest, and in, by the year in the in the year 2031, paying four point five five trillion dollars in interest payments <laughs> during that time frame, folks have got to wake up and say. We can't afford this, but they're they're trying to create a dependency forever on the federal government because it's just like, oh, once you taste it, you're going to have to keep having it. Exactly, exactly. And it's concerning to me because I don't know how to get out of a hole like that when governments just love to be able to take that free money, quote unquote, from the federal level. We're talking with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. You had mentioned about some job creation in your district there in Ohio. Uh, has the state or have you heard about the state of Ohio talking about ending the COVID-19 unemployment benefits, the additional three to $400 a week? Uh, Candace trying to work on that, uh, like 20, 22 states across the nation working on that because there's a labor shortage right now with jobs wanting to open back up, businesses wanting to expand and get back going after COVID, workers not wanting to get back into the workforce because of those additional benefits. Is that a concern in Ohio, and is that uh, potentially ending in the state? Oh, you know, it's absolutely a massive concern because, again, I represent over 60,000 manufacturing jobs in my district alone. Uh, Governor DeWine uh, a few weeks back said it's ending in Ohio, I think the first week of June that that's done. The money runs out on the federal side, September the 5th, but that doesn't stop the Democrats. Say, oh, we're going to keep, you know, uh, keep uh, trying to get more money to keep this going on forever. And, uh, but again, uh, if you can get people in, you know, all the studies show it, if people are out of the workforce too long, you'll never get them back in. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, I'd go out of my mind if somebody told me I'm going to sit at home for the rest of my life and do, and just do nothing. And uh, we want, because again, we want, you know, uh, those individuals, if they have families, they've got, they've got to show their families and their kids that, you know, you got to get up in the morning and go to work and, uh, you know, provide. Because the other thing that, you know, that people always kind of forget about is, is that we have, you know, Social Security out there is in trouble. And, uh, you know, you, these reports are all coming out, not only in the United States, but around the world, that our populations aren't growing. And so what happens in the day when all of a sudden people are uh, there are more people on Social Security than are working? And, you know, right now, 
if you go back to when it first started, back in, in the mid 1930s, it was about a 40 to 41 to one ratio. That dropped to 16 to one ratio in 1950, and we're under about a two two to one ratio right now. And so when we get down to a one to one ratio, one person working, one per, those people working saying, "I'm not doing this anymore." Yeah. So it, 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 this is, and so. People say, "How are we going to save Social Security? We got to get people back to work, exactly, and get people working." Yeah, it's it's a big concern. It's a major concern with people not wanting to work, and and I mean that obviously just increases the federal debt as well as we continue to spend money on additional unemployment benefits. Last question before we let you go. I know you're busy, but at the same time, we had mentioned the the government's need, the want, the future of the progressives and the Democrats running things right now for complete dependency on the federal government for financial aid. Do you think that that's kind of the same message that we're going to get starting in July when we start getting automatic deposits into our account from the child tax credit as opposed to writing it off at the taxes at the end of the year? When we start seeing a monthly paycheck coming in from the government, is this the slow conditioning of a universal basic income that they want to try to impose permanently. Well, absolutely, because again, when you when you take this again, people have got to work. And you know, again, there used to be an old saying in the Soviet Union: the 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 people pretended to work and the government pretended to pay them. <laughs> and so, what point does it get to the point that all of a sudden we don't have real dollars out there? And as I said, when you owe seven trillion dollars to foreign countries right now. We owe a trillion to China, a trillion to Japan, and but that's not that's just on uh, you know, on your treasuries and your bonds. That doesn't go into all the other paper that's out there. So we know that China has about two trillion dollars of our debt, yeah. and uh, you know our founders were scared to death of debt. That you know Washington, Jefferson, you, you I mean Madison, you down the whole list. They they didn't want debt, and. Uh, so here we are today with staring at, you know, 27 trillion. And when people have told me in the past, oh, we're going to be just like Greece, I said, folks, you don't, Greece isn't even in, on, in, on the same planet right. when, you, when you talk about the debt that we have. And, uh, that, but, we, but the thing is, again, we've got to have people working, producing. We can't have the federal government out there taxing those entrepreneurs, those innovators out there. So people just say, why work? I'll just wait for the check to come. Exactly. And it's concerning because once you get that, then it's hard to take away. I mean, this this child tax credit, they want to do it to the end of the year. But once you say, all right, well, there's a little taste of a paycheck coming in monthly to your account. We're going to take that away. Then people are going to lose their minds because once it's there, they don't want it to go away. And it's just that one step towards permanent universal basic income, which we just can't afford. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. It's always great to talk to you. I know that you're rocking it in well, Ohio, you. rocking it in Washington, D.C. Keep up the fight. We love it. We'll get you back on the show again real soon. Have a great day. Thanks very much.